strange earth of luminous blue All I wanted was to be with you All alone inside my head All I wanted was to be late. Good morning, you're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. That's Legacy of Green. Coming back again with Mr. Van Connor. Yes. That's our new album. He's making some good music there. And Legacy of Green is about returning back to the earth, the green, the blue. Oh, is that how it's worked? Legacy oh, the of green. green. Conveniently how that is this week. And basically letting go of the stuff that weighs us down, maybe the materialistic part of ourselves and getting back into nature. And I guess that's where I'm going to go on uh, Sunday. I'm going to go whale watching out of Langley with Puget Sound Express, and I'll be taking Van with us because it's his birthday. And what it's the Green Day, St. Patrick's St. Day. St. Patrick's Day, yeah, on Sunday. So, so I'm going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I was just talking about not drinking. <laughs> and I'll be out on the water uh, looking for whales, whale whispering. Woo! I'm excited. Are they going to wear little like green hats or something like that? You know what? Who knows what? I'm sure they'll be doing something <laughs> on the boat. They just uh, took over Myst- the Mystic Tours over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Puget Sound Express, I've been on that uh, boat before out of Edmonds. Uh, they have it also in Port Townsend. And uh, Sarah's amazing. She's going to be on the show next week with um, Howard Garrett from the Orca Network. And it's the Langley Well Center. So if you really are looking for something to do on Woodby, go to the Langley Well Center. They have this uh, chart, and they'll tell you where the wells are at. And sometimes you can run down and, and ring the whale bell. The whale bell? <laughs> whale Fail. Welcome. Yeah, you've got to kind of make sure you <laughs> slow down when you say that one. <laughs> Everyone out there is trying it right now. And from the, the whale bell, you can see, see where I, I look for you. whales on Camino <laughs> Island. The whale bell. Ooh, that's a weird one. But I usually see it on the other side, but Langley faces the favorite beach that I mm-hmm. like to go to that I don't tell anybody about. So whale watching, I will be doing that. If you'd like to get our album, you could go to dina-marie.com, and you can download that at, at many, many places. So let's see. I have to mention a few things I'm doing. March 30th, I will be at a Path to Avalon, 1230 to 430. I'll be teaching uh, Chakras 101 and Feng Shui for fun and doing chakra readings. And that's a great way to start your spring is lift your spirits this spring with Dina Marie. And it's just kind of finding those blocks. And then Feng Shui is like unpacking. And it's like, you know, going on a diet for your mind and then setting intentions and moving forward. And this is a good time to do it. The new year is really spring. It's not January. It's really hard to get the party started in January when you're hibernating, but uh, March is a really good time in April to set some intentions and move forward with them. I'll also be teaching March 31st at a path to Avalon in Arlington. It will be uh, Intuition 101, and I've been wanting to teach that class forever. I usually teach it with the Chakra class or the Chakra series, but right now your intuition and your higher voice is, is so important to find it, get direction, and I'll be doing some exercises and teaching you how to find that small, still voice and then use it to move forward. Not going out and reading, you know, being psychic for other people, but just using it in your own life. And also there'll be a part where we learn to communicate with the people that have crossed over. Maybe your angels or your, your uh, what's it, your guardian angels, there's your guides. But most importantly, it's your higher self. That, that voice that's so clear and it tells you when to go when the lights are green tells you when to stay home, and right now, my um, intuition is saying to do nothing. At all. 
I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I totally hate it just to be in that place where the universe is working around you and getting things right. So taking time off and relaxing, slowing down is just as important as as getting the party started Mm -hmm. and moving forward. So that's what my voice is telling me. And um, about October, I met a man, and he was just amazing. We talked on the phone for an hour, and I decided to have him on the show. And joining us this morning is Atten. Atten is the owner and founder of Haunted History Ghost Tours of Seattle. Good morning, Atten. Good morning. Is it Atten? Atten. Oh, yeah. Can you? I'm sorry. Hi. Hi. No. <laughs> I was like, I was all relaxed. No. <laughs> I just, it was Angela that introduced us. We started yeah. chatting on the phone, and you were very, very interesting. And so I, I really wanted to have you back. And for the listeners who don't know what the Haunted History Ghost Tour is, can you give them a heads up? We are the only ghost tour in Pioneer Square that has won um, three years in a row the best tours of Seattle by Expertise.com, ranking us one of the one of the top tours. Um, what, what we love about our ghost tour is you can fact check it. Uh, we actually um, really encourage our guests to take every ghost tour and fact check them. Go through, you know, look through the newspapers, look through history books, and. Um, we introduce or reintroduce our guests to the Pioneer Square neighborhood and the and the rich history of of, of Seattle in general. It's, we have an amazing city here. Well, I can imagine the energy in that area and what you can pick up. Oh, this um, spoiler alert! So <laughs> this was fourth. This was Native American Holy Land for four thousand years before the first white settlers showed up. And that's why I just, we couldn't stop talking because I was in Snohomish doing my healing work. And that's who I picked up on was a lot of the Native Americans and the unrest about what happened in that area with the loggers and, and such. But they were there for thousands of years. We come in and, what, 50 years, strip it of trees and change their ways. And, and it, there was a lot of alcohol and liquor involved. Um, and that we know that the Natives really didn't do well with that. But... I did a ghost tour for two years, and just like you, is the history is so rich, and there's so much energy. And you were talking to me about how it's in buildings, and how did you say that? The resonance. Oh, the um, yeah. So back in the back in the 1960s and 70s, they used to call it the stone tape theory. Um, we today, I mean, pretty much just call it residual hauntings. And the the joke is, um, can you guess what the number one thing is that we encounter during a paranormal investigation? And the answer is nothing. It's just if ghost hunting shows were real, um, you'd be people sitting in a room for 16 hours with nothing happening, you know. Um, but when something does happen, it's so amazing. It's so un- it's so remarkable. And what we call it is a residual haunting. It's an uh, it's an echo, you know, of energy left over from a person or persons in an object or a place. And that's so amazing because I haven't told the story, but when I got there, I was doing healing work and I started doing healing work with younger kids and their parents. And I picked up on a lot of illegitimate children in that area of Snohomish. And it turned out that the nat- the pioneers came in and were with the Native American women. And later on, they brought the here comes the brides from the east and brought them over to, you know, clean them up, take them to church and, and get them married and such. But I connected with a lot of young children that were homeless 
and it was not a good situation. And then I started an after-school teen group because I actually had spirits wanting me to lift the spirits of Snohomish, and I actually called it that back then. But take that energy and, 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 and make it more vibrant. And so doing healing work with children, that's where that all came from. So do you, oh, that's, that is fascinating. So um, we, we should talk about this more later, but I'm curious, like, so do you think these were, were these intelligent hauntings or was this residual? Was this, could you interact with these entities? I had a few and actually did ghost investigations. And I'll be honest, we found a remains under one of the buildings that I was in. You know, some of the town people thought I was a little bit, you know, crazy, but there was this energy and it was really dark. And eventually it was Chuck uh, from Seafood Grotto said, Dina, they found something. Electrician went down there and it was a young person, their remains. But yeah. I, I think the residual, I think the whole town kind of had a darkness about it. And what I learned is there was like 40 bars on one side of the street and the other side was for the, the moms and the, and the kids where the churches were. But there was a part of the town that was not supposed to be uh, ever crossed for the kids. They were, not, they were not supposed to go across. And the Oxford Saloon is where my office was. Uh, so, yeah, it was a lot of drinking, a lot of beating people up. <laughs> it was very angry. But the Native American, because my office, my second office, was right under a stream that went straight to Blackman's Lake, I believe it is, where it was a salmon run. That's where I started getting some really lovely energy. And that's when I was doing my healing work, my Reiki. So I picked up on some really positive energy, and I believe that was the Native Americans. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chief Seattle said in 1858, he said, Though you have driven us off our land, our spirits will always be here. This was not a curse. They were not a vindictive people, just a recognition of the fact that that, that energy, 4,000 years of that magic, that intention, as you were saying, is still here. It's still vibrating off of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And where did I end up? Kamano Island, which has a, a strong uh, history where the, they came from salmon. They came from doing the salmon, went to Snohomish to the river, the river people, and they stopped and partied at Kamano Island <laughs> at Kama Beach, and that's where all the remains are. And it's just this beautiful, I can tell, the energy is really sweet because no one stayed there long enough but, uh, but to eat and, and sleep and then move on. So yeah. I love Kamano. But, yeah, Seattle, I can sense things, down, especially you're in Pioneer Square. Is that where you're at? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pioneer Square. Pioneer Square is one of the best preserved Victorian business districts in the nation. Um, we're one, one of the. Th- I mean, I don't want to make this sound like a plug. I'm, you know, I just. Please I, do. I just love talking with you. And but, um, um, the, the our guests. We're hoping that when people from from Seattle, from around the area, come to Pioneer Square, that when they leave, uh, rather whether you came to the ghost tour as a believer or not, like I can't change your mind. I'm not gonna. Um, I can't make a believer out of an unbeliever. That's not not even something we try to do. Um, if I could do that, the Pope would have me on speed dial. He's never called me, <laughs> you know. Um, but we can um, tell you what we actually do as paranormal investigators. We can talk about the history. And if you are from the area, we hope that people will walk away with a renewed, uh, uh, fresh look at this at this old neighborhood and and be like, wow, I I did not know that. That's that's one of our goals. And it's fascinating. I say fascinating people, but I, you know, when I was working with the Washington State Ghost Society and they came in and they did the investigations and, you know, kind of helped me understand what I was, was it residual? Was it a, a, an actual being or a person without a body talking to me? And some were. So it was, it was, yeah. it was a really, uh, it was tuning me up, my higher chakras, so that you can get through to the other side. Plus, if your spirit is high, you can also talk to your loved ones. And that's the class I like to teach. You know, there are 
uh, communication that goes on while you're dreaming or while you're driving and you're, and you're in that, that trance state. But that's kind of what uh, investigators do. They get into that place, and, and sometimes you do have people crying for help. That's what I've... I've you, you know what, actually, I don't... You know John Oliver? I, have you ever watched John Oliver? The funny guy? Yeah. He, okay, he does yeah. Um, Last Week Tonight stuff. Uh-huh. You know, I, I admire him a lot. He's a great comedian. He's He does really some good... I, I like how he uses humor to look at things. And Anyway, you know, he just recently did a uh, an episode on mediums and psychics. And just tore the whole thing apart. And and I actually think that everyone should watch that episode because everything he says there is true about charlatans and how to spot charlatans. But you know, I I speak to the dead. I mean, I'm I'm a medium. I'm a psychic. I have these these things, and I'm I'm still always skeptical. I'm always you know trying to tear it apart and figure out what the scientific explanation is for it. But um, so I think when when someone says like you just said earlier, like. Um, you know, they think you're crazy. You know, that's a common that's a common thing, right? Um, you know, just because there are charlatans, and, and even those people that are that are fakes aren't fakes all the time. Maybe maybe they got to that point of being a fake because they were trying to make it happen all the time and they couldn't. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, and it doesn't mean okay. Like just because there's a a five um, charlatans in some field doesn't mean that all of them are all of the time. I, what, I, what I mean is I think that episode is very important because people should know what to look for so that they themselves don't get fooled. And, but we yes. can't discount um, the reality. And Angela, who you just mentioned, um, you know, I've, I've, she's been in my life since 1988, and she's amazing. And and with my own experiences and with your experiences, so, so there is the reality of it there. And for me... I don't, they, uh, my higher voice says it's not for amusement purposes. It's just to, to relay messages, for me anyways. Yeah, no, I'm saying, absolutely. And it will be totally, when I least expect it, I'll get a tap. And it's like a phone call, and yep. I can hear the voice loud and clear, and they're trying to get through to someone who's hurting. That's all they use me for at this point is just to say something to a stranger, and then that person gets the message. And sometimes that person comes through over and over again because they want me to move them through a certain part of my their life because I'm a healer. Yeah. And I really am because I really do do that. In Hawaii, it was three families that came through the healing center all lost somebody just recently. You know, it was a mother and a and a father and a, and a husband. So that's kind of what I do. And I, I, I don't want to do it all the time. But when you get the tap and that inner voice says, you know, ask him this question and then they, they light up. It's almost like they're trying to get through, but they're so depressed. Low spirits. You know, when I back in the... Um late 80s, early 90s, I was involved in the occult. I was um, heavily involved in doing rituals and seances and candle magic and, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and that's what led me into paranormal investigation. So um, the, the reason I was in, that was involved heavily in the occult is I was trying to figure out a way to control it so that I could have a say in how I, you know, how it, anyway. That's a really arrogant approach that I was taking. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm privileged now, like when they, when it does when I am contacted, I think that's, I think I'm just humbled by the whole thing. But I certainly, I can't control, I can't decide, well, you're going to talk to me now. You know what I mean? No, I never can say, okay, I'm going to call some spirit from the other side yeah. just randomly. That is not how it works for me exactly. whatsoever. Yeah. And I wouldn't even want to do that. It's yeah. not for the fun entertainment. It's just basically, uh, it's history that you're telling. You're getting a message across that we can talk to the other side. Yeah. which is really important that we learn that, that we don't go to other people for that, but we learn how to do it. And so I think that's really important. And I know when I work with the ghost people, they help me 
I, I want to say they helped me tune up and be more open to it, but also that I wasn't crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's half of our job is, hey, we would like to investigate this, you know, this location. Um, please don't think we're crazy, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And the energy around you. So you're saying, you know, if you go to Europe, there's going to be energy compared to Camino. Oh, yeah. Or you go down to Seattle or, you know, a new place yeah. like Factoria. I don't pick up a lot of stuff in Factoria. I We've live talked here. about yeah. this. Hawaii, the second you step off the plane, you can feel how different the land vibrates. Oh, yes, it does. Don't make me homesick. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it wasn't invaded. It, it has a lovely feminine energy about it. And that's oh, it's why good. It's women stay good. there. They don't want to leave. They love that place. And men yeah. tend to be softer there because it just feels like I call it the womb. But there's energy all around us. And that's what we're, we're helping people understand. Yeah. And I'm so glad because we had an amazing talk before I went to Kauai. So I knew I had to have you on. But I've been watching on Facebook, and after the break, I want to talk about what you've been doing to inspire me. Sure. You're, thank you. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. In the morning, in the light of day, reality can hold me. Legacy of Did you know that we live in the best place in the United States to see whales? Right here in the Salish Sea. We have orcas, humpbacks, gray whales, and so much more. Go whale watching with Puget Sound Express, and they guarantee you'll see whales or your next trip is absolutely free. Daily tours from downtown Edmonds on the Chilkat Express, the fastest boat in the Northwest. See whales in the wild with Puget Sound Express. That's PugetSoundExpress.com. Thinking about getting away for a day or an overnight stay? Pristine Pacific Northwest Island Beauty is closer and more affordable than you may think. From unspoiled hills to uncrowded Puget Sound shoreline, from wildlife and stately evergreen forests to bald eagles and blue herons, Whidbey and Camino Islands have it all. They're both located in Puget Sound and are an easy drive from either Seattle or Vancouver, B.C. Both islands are accessible by bridge, and each island is a wonder of nature and scenic beauty to be enjoyed by the entire family. To visit this classic Pacific Northwest experience, visit WhidbeyCamanoIslands.com or like them on Facebook to see all they have to offer. You'll discover that island time is just a short drive away and can be affordably yours this weekend. Whidbey and Camano Islands, the shortest distance to far away. A Path to Avalon in downtown Arlington is a metaphysical retail store that carries products from many different belief systems. They have polished stones, crystals, books, jewelry, smudging supplies, and so much more. They offer intuitive readings, Reiki healing, and classes on a variety of subjects. Shelly Smith, the owner of A Path to Avalon, invites you to stop in and lift your spirits. For more info, visit apathtoavalon.com. Explore and find the tools to assist you on the path towards spiritual peace and enlightenment. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And when I do personal training, it's for the body, mind, and spirit. So 
Atten, what have you been doing for your body lately? I turn things around. I couldn't be happier. Like I'm literally giggling and smiling right now, and I and I wouldn't have felt this way six months ago. Um, I, again, it sounds like a <laughs> I sound like a commercial for some health food product, but I I, I can't tell you enough. Um, I become I become the passenger like in my own life. I was I was miserable. I had no energy. I was um, I'd watch my waist go from a 28 to a 36. Um, my belt of many years um, was just literally like one more pizza slice away from not fitting. I had to lay on my back, and I my closet my 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 closet had jeans from size 28 all the way up to I had a, I had a 38 in there just because I thought that's where I was going. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, pretty soon I'll have to wear this. And then, um, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I'm like, listen, I've been miserable here for 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 a couple of years. I was trapped in a in a very unhealthy relationship and I'm, I'm not blaming anyone else uh, uh, it was you know it was it was, it was what, it, what it was um and i just i'm, I'm not going to do this uh, three months from now i'm not going to be here a week from now i can't be here i can't so um i found out about intermittent fasting and holy cow i i cannot say enough good things about what the, i at first i started you know dieting just regularly exercise and just trying to be good to my body and then you'd hit these plateaus you know where you just like you don't lose weight for a while and that was really frustrating and then i found out about intermittent fasting and i just i can't say enough good things about that and what you reminded me of is i used to for years and years do a three-day fast once a month and then slowly bring in you know veggies fruits and then at the last of the month the week of the, the end of the month i would eat whatever i wanted and then go back to the fasting and for years i never really dieted i just did that and so watching you, probably it's been four months. About four yeah, months. yeah, yeah. Watching you pull out all these things, take these pictures, I was like, you are part of my my plan of reminding me that what I used to do and totally forgot about. And so why do you believe fasting helps you so much? Well, so first, so so the the word the word if I can if I can just say this, if fasting sounds um um scary, like what I gotta not eat for a lot, but it's not like you're still gonna eat. With intermittent fasting, you're still going to eat your your full daily calorie intake. It's just that the window in which you do it is a smaller window, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you basically, you know, you don't eat for you know from seven o'clock at night until like noon the next day, right? And that's easy to do. You can have tea, you can drink plenty of water, you can do all that kind of stuff, and you just and then it, it forces your body to go into a state where it burns. It needs the fat to to burn for for fuel. And you're not going to lose muscle mass. In fact, I found that I my my brain is clearer thinking, that I actually gain muscle faster. It's it's an amazing, um, and there's so many videos on YouTube. It's uh, there's so much science behind it, and it's not at all scary. It's not hard to do. It's um, it's I, again I can't sing its praises enough. Well, what do we wake up supposedly? It's called breakfast. It's called break fast. So uh-huh. you're supposed to quit eating around 6, you know, like you said, go to bed. That's when your body, like, starts to heal itself. You give it some, like, rest. And then break fast, like, lunch. And it's called Fit for Life was what I came across, and that's where you do food combining, which is you eat really light in the morning, which is what they want is all fruit or maybe yogurt. And then you don't eat lunch till noon, like you said. But there's lots of ways to do it. And then your body gets healthier because that's time to repair itself. Yet one of the big lies that even doctors, even doctors repeat, is you heard that um, you hear that breakfast is the most important meal of the day thing, right? 
I was going to do the sound. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, well, it's not. Was, so <laughs> that was a slogan created by uh, cereal companies, mm-hmm. and we all think it's medical science. And it burn, as soon as I eat something like that, I'm tired for the rest of the day. Oh, yeah. So eating light, especially I used to eat light all day long, and of course I had lots of energy, and of course I lost weight easily. When you sit down, I used to watch people like have a lunch with a hamburger, French fries, and a pop, and then dessert. And I'm like, how in God's name do you think after that? How do you go back to work? Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, so now, um, I lost ten pounds the first month, but that was that was before intermittent fasting. That was just regular exercise. And your body tends to lose weight quickly at first, right? But then it quick, then it pretty rapidly goes into that mode where it hits plateaus, and that's where I got frustrated. And so that's where this came in. And now I am um, without barely even trying, I'm losing a pound and a quarter per week consistently, easily, right? So five pounds per month. So I've gone from this horrible state of having no energy and being aggravated and upset and with myself, looking at myself in the mirror going, ugh, how did I do this? And to now, um, I'm back down to uh, size 30 now, waist, I've lost six pant sizes. I'm almost at the 20, back to the 28 again. Um, and oh, and uh, the the only thing I learned on the way was that I was depleting my electrolytes, and I think that's something I wish I had known in the beginning too. I so I have to you know regiment my diets to make sure I'm replenishing my electrolytes. And that's just listening to your body. Yeah. And what I love is that you exercised. And and what I've learned was that the personal trainers people got really mad at me the first month because like I get on the scale I've gained weight. Well, we know that you're gaining muscle when you exercise and do weightlifting. So that's a good sign. If you gain weight of four weeks into it and you're exercising, good for you. Then if you're gaining weight after eight or 10 weeks, probably not so great. But that living tissue, that muscle will burn calories while you sleep. So the fact that you're exercising, because some people just do the fasting, right, or the dieting, and you have to do both. Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. And I think that um, I think the scale can be definitely in a, a very um, demotivating factor if you rely on that. It's it's great to do at least once a week, check your weight, whatever you know. But to do it daily, that's horrible. But I think really like your waist size is the is the main the main factor there. Inches, and you can be a thin fat person. So your your how uh, tone you are is a, is a big deal. So you can squeeze like you know fat into a skinny pair of jeans, but your your muscle is a good determination, which is your. Uh, the measurement between your waist or your thighs or hips. And yeah. So measuring yourself, like maybe you, you weigh yourself when you start, give yourself four weeks, and then you watch your pants, how they fit. That's how you know. You know, there's, there's another process, too, I think that can be difficult, but once we get it through, um, you and I were talking last night, you know, like, so like me going to the gym, I, the first 10 minutes, I hate it. Oh, my gosh. Like, I want to, the time is going by so slow. I but I do cardio, you know, and in 10 minutes in, all of a sudden, my endorphins are running. Um, my, my body feels like it suddenly has more energy, and then, then it's cool. I'm, I have a good time um, at the gym. And then don't you hear the Rocky song? Da-da-da. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I hear. Like 20 minutes, I'm like, I am a superstar, and it's endorphins, and you yeah. get oxygen to your brain again because, you, you know, it's just it's so amazing, the uh, cardio. And that's where I get all my aha moments, so I say I do it for my mind. You know, my body gets to come along for the ride, but it does something for your uh, state of mind. And something you just said a little while ago. Um, uh, so a friend of mine just recommended this book, The Power of Now. And that's just what you were talking about earlier, the power of intentions and manifestations. So I'm, I'm going to get that on audio book now and use that at the gym. 
see if I can learn anything from that. Oh, and I used to read, even on the treadmill. People were like, you're crazy. But, you know, they saw me reading these books. It was 45 minutes, believe it or not, sitting on a bike and then running. But in the end, that's where I really started my day. It was like 7 in the morning, maybe 6.30. And I miss getting up that early and starting my day like that. Cause that see, again, you're reminding me of the things that used to work for me. And then, of course, your day goes better. You meet more positive people. And let's talk about your mental attitude. So do you think that had something to do with it? Oh, yeah. Like, it's everything is all so connected to everything. It's, uh, I was thinking about last night. Um, it's almost like a, you know, remember Tetris? You know that game Tetris? Mm-hmm. Like the blocks fall out of the sky and you got to put them in so they line up. Like when you're unhealthy, they're just falling out of the sky randomly and cluttering each other. Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you start getting your life, each little factor, this little, and you get that, and then everything else gets better. I love it. <laughs> again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've made some changes, and, you know, it, it takes a while, like, again, to get on the scale and maybe see the, the weight or the inches come off, but changing habits and daily habits. And I told you about me going to the movies for the first time in seven years, yeah. paying $25 for popcorn and pop and candy because I was with my grandson, and I wanted to do something something at night, which I'd never have done this before, and I was sick. And I pay, it was toxic waste that I paid to eat with my grandson watching a Legos movie. <laughs> I'm not going to do that ever again. Yeah, I, if I um, if I see another pizza ever again, it'll be too soon. And I was telling you how I started eating pizza, and I, I, I don't think I'm allergic to gluten. I think I have a hangover after eating it. Yeah, there's a, there's a big difference between that. Yeah, definitely. You, and you, um, I, you're totally right. I, the food I was eating, the junk food, the unhealthy foods, the, you totally get a junk food hangover completely. And I, I, the, it was yesterday, whenever we were talking, I had just needed internet. Remember that whole uh, Instagram, Facebook the other day? Yeah, yeah. I, I made a post because I'm helping somebody make posts, and it would not post, so I kept going to find internet. Finally, I had to go to a shop that had internet, never been there. I ate uh, a panini. When I was talking to you, I felt really stupid, and I could only think it was having that bread right before we talked, and it made me not as bright as, you know, we were having a great conversation, but I just thought, wow, I don't feel like myself, and I think it was the sandwich. It's food. Food is medicine, yeah. right? So we have to eat right, uh, have a positive mental attitude. Now, do you remember uh, a light bulb going off when you decided to to move forward with this? Well, you know, you asked me that last night, and I thought about that a, a while since then. It's a, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, there, there was, but I didn't actually um, get to use the light from that bulb for, for many months because I was trapped in that situation with someone who unfortunately has a drinking problem, and uh, I have great sympathy for what she's fighting and what she's going through, but... Um, but that made it even more frustrating because the light had gone off. Like I cannot do, live this way anymore. I have to. I have to. I have to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And trying to get that person to want to be healthy with you, and you, it's not happening. You know. Um, so it was even more frustrating because I'd spent months like, oh, I got to fi- fighting this, and then until uh, finally away from that situation where I was able to just completely indulge. I mean, immerse myself into the healing process, healing myself, healing my body, healing my mind. And that, that's that energy, and you and I are probably givers. You know, I'm not saying they're givers and takers, but sometimes I, I have uh, codependency issues, and taking care of people is what I do and kind of put myself on the back burner. And so it comes to that whole self-love, you know, and, and loving yourself enough to give your, yourself the same gift that you would give people that you care for. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. The, one of the one of the hardest lessons that I that I got to keep reminding myself is love myself. And it sounds like a tagline, but it is so true. As long as it's healthy, love yourself as much as you would love someone else. Like I can, I can love someone so much. Like I'm just all I all I ever do is think about them and just want to help them and make them happy and do. But how often do we do we do that for ourselves? That's why I run away to Hawaii, <laughs> because when I get there, they all expect me to take time for myself. They expect me to be selfish. They, I've trained them to do that. So I have to do that in other places in my life. And my clients, when I was doing healing work, really helped me because they taught me to do that first. Go home, leave that at my healing space, and not bring my clients home. Then I started doing that with my children. So now my children and I have a healthier relationship. Then it's the person closest to you, your partner, that I think that is you know, you're with them all the time. And so you have to practice self-love with the people closest to you, the people you sleep with. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, I, I teach, it's the books, Our Energy Matters. But, you know, if you're sleeping next to somebody who is angry, who has a bad day at work all the time or is negative, then you take on that energy. So you have to grow together. You have oh, we, to grow I, together. That's, I, I preach this all the time. We are the we are the company we keep. We birds of a feather flock together. Um, energy. Th- this is the easiest one. Energy travels in the path of least resistance. So, um, when you get to a point in your life where you're tired of looking the way you do in the mirror, or you're feeling the way you're feeling, you get. It's actually not easy. It, it, as much as you're like, okay, I'm just going to change everything. Um, you have been in a negative flow for so long. Now you're going to have to try, try to change the direction of that river, right? It's not it's not easy at first, but but when you say enough is enough, and I'm going to change the direction, um, it's a little bit of a struggle. But once you do, once you get in that healthy path again, it'll be just the same as it was before when you were negative. Like it'll, it's easier to make positive changes once you start making little positive changes. The Tetris, those blocks start getting easier and easier to fit them into place. And when you feel good, you attract better a group of people. So that support group, you know. Oh, yeah. And you find healthier people. Exactly. By going to the gym, you're going to find health. And you just will. Healthier people than, like I was telling you, I was just having that beer, too, just to visit with people. And actually part of that was my um, music, booking the bands and, and showing up. But that's like a habit. And it was becoming, because I didn't think about how many Saturdays I'd be at a pub. But in the end, there's that. I was making a habit of it. So you have to stop. I say get off the treadmill, make a, a, a U-turn, try something else, and then all of a sudden that becomes a habit. That's going to the gym. That's shopping at the, the co-op. or I mean, just before, you know, you think about pulling into a fast food place. Right now, I don't even want to eat out. It doesn't even sound yeah, fun no, I, uh, because yeah. I've been cooking my own food for six months. Yeah. And, and also, too, I think it's important, like, we got to set – when we set goals and expectations of ourselves, make sure that it's okay to, to not meet them all the time. Because that can be so, I'm going to go to the gym every day, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And Well, no, you're probably not. I mean, you're going to do the best you can. And the, doing the best you can will help you improve. Eat little bit by little bit. And then it, You know what I'm saying? And be kind to yourself. So I say yeah. set intentions. All, all right. Uh, that's why I love the feng shui class. You have your health. You have your relationships, career. And you write just five things. There's actually six corners or seven. But health. I want to eat and drink in moderation. I want to get up earlier, go to bed earlier. Uh Get out in nature, you know, every other day. Just a real playful sketch of what you want. Yeah. But don't say, like, on your calendar. If you don't go to the gym, shame on you. Because we don't, no one likes that. Yeah. No. You know, and uh, what do they call it? A vision board or something? Or a dream board where you write things on a... Yeah, a vision board. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't have one of those, but I, I, I can see how that would be totally helpful because, I mean, what I do have is I, I keep a, a calendar, like, hanging on my wall that I, I'm tracking my weight, I'm tracking the times I do, and when I see all that, you know, how it, it just makes it easier to, to go again, to go again, to go again. And I think having some visual representation of everything you've done, a reminder of, like, hey, I'm doing all right. And you remind me of my daughter. She struggled with weight in uh, middle school, and I got the life cycle out, and we started drinking water and eating right. And we put her face in the middle of this little bodybuilder lady. <laughs> and she it was so funny because oh, she nice. really did. I just remember that, April. But it was one of those things like, yeah, having that on the refrigerator made her not want to go in there and overeat because she was emotionally upset or, you know, she's a middle child. She called it middle child syndrome. But, you know, your emotions have a lot to do with weight. And I think what we'll do oh, is we'll yeah. take a break, and then we'll talk about that. Okay. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dean Marie. We'll be back after this short message. Strange at the Aloha! Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tour spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. Are you tired of the cold? Can't seem to get warm? Do you suffer from body aches, insomnia, or stress? Looking for relief? Why not experience the amazing health benefits of the Amethyst Crystal Biomat? The Biomat is an FDA Class II medical device. It uses NASA technology and produces the health benefits of far infrared and negative ions. The soothing and warming effect of the Biomat penetrates six to eight inches into the body and the healing benefits are amazing. For more information, visit dolphinbiomat.com or call us at 808-822-4414 today. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi, this is Dina Marie. You've heard me talking about writing songs with Mr. Van Conner. Well, I'm happy to say that our album is out now. It's called Coming Back Again, and it features songs like Legacy of Green, Silent Universe, and the title track Coming Back Again. Our album Coming Back Again is now available for streaming and purchase at your favorite online retailer, including iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, and many more. Go to dina-marie.com. That's dina-marie.com for a full list of retailers. 
Thank you for joining us this morning. Coming back from great break. No, you're coming back. That's uh, Van Connor coming back again as our album. You can go to dina-marie.com and check out uh, how to get that album or listen to some of the songs. And also, if you want to take my class at A Path to Avalon, March 30th or 31st, you can go to their Facebook page, uh, Dina Marie Facebook page, Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie Facebook page, or my website. Give me a call like Angela did and look what came of that. Right, Aiton? Yeah, Atten? yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know, right? Atten, jeez. So, one thing is this. I met you in October. You've been inspiring me ever since. You had no idea. Did you? No, um, I'm still, um, I don't deserve any of that. I, you inspire yourself. We, you know, we we hear, we do it, you, you inspire yourself. I, I, I'm not taking any, any credit for that whatsoever. Well, you're humble, but just know I've been watching you, and I'm pretty excited about getting, because it's spring, and this is a really good time for me to start doing the thing I want to do. I mean, it is hard to start in, you know, January or December, but this seems like a perfect time for me to get that party started. So um, I have clients, and as they came to me for eating um, overweight, um, smoking issues, I, it's the throat chakra, it's oral fixation about, you know, keeping your mouth quiet or trying not to, to, you know, empower yourself and say things you shouldn't, whatever the, the case was. As a hypnotherapist, people lost weight when they went through their emotional baggage, when they went through stuff they hadn't talked about. Or, um, and I don't have you go back and sit in it. You know, we go back, I call it time travel. You find that thing, you look at it, and then you, you move forward and you figure out, what can I do to shift that? What did I learn from that? How can I make a move and, and step away from it? But that time travel, and uh, my friend Tanya called it peeling the onion, and now she has lost the weight. But first of all, she wanted to have that hypnotizing session where she just quit eating forever. But it it probably took her five or six years to get to a a healthy place. But do you find that um, you have some emotional baggage to let go of, or maybe the people around you weren't supporting you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the, 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 the person around me wasn't supporting me. In that, and and again, I'm, we are, I'm an adult. I take responsibility for my actions and whatnot. But it was it's really really difficult when you're with someone who's very unhealthy, you know, to change. Um, I'm someone who was really lucky. I was I was someone who was always really thin. Like you can eat tons and not gain weight, kind of person, you know. And then you get older. Um, your body metabolism slows down a bit. You're not as active, and then you start putting on weight. And um, it's a little bit more of a struggle to to keep the weight down. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm over 50. Totally understand. Yeah, Almost same. 55. Yeah. And my body doesn't act the same, doesn't look the same, and it's changed a lot. But I do know when I feel good and when I don't feel good. You were, I'll bring some things up. Going to bed a little bit earlier, getting up a little bit earlier, making sure you do some activity daily. I, You know, half hour to 45 minutes is really good. Weightlifting, because especially women, we lose muscle mass like each year. It just goes down, down, down. Plus our testosterone. If you start lifting weights and exercising and eating right, your testosterone level goes up, especially for men, right? 
Yeah. You know, you know what? The, something you just said, uh, several times I've thought of mentioning this, and I think now, obviously, there's a message. There's someone listening that needs to hear this. Like, so women often, I feel like, are scared to w- lift weights. They're, like, they're afraid how it's going to do. But building some muscle mass is really important for weight loss, you know? Mm-hmm. It's how you're going to burn calories, you know, when you're not at the gym, how you're going to burn calories outside of that. Well, and if you lose a lot of weight and you don't do the muscle building, you have a lot of extra skin. Yeah. So if you want to fill that up, you do like your biceps and your triceps, especially yeah. women with their arms and men. But then that muscle is living tissue. You think about it. It's got blood flow. It's 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 getting rid of toxic waste. So yeah. the more muscle you have, the healthier you're going to be anyway. So and, and really what exercising and stretching does is brings more blood to your body, which oh, delivers hey, oxygen. Dina, water. Did You know. I can't. So I used to think that the so okay, I used to think that drinking lots of water um, made you feel full, and that's why it helps you lose weight. But I I did not realize, and something I've only learned recently. And I guess I, I guess I'm an, I'm completely idiot for not knowing this. But you know that drinking water um, also helps increase your metabolism. Oh, and the kind of water you drink is really important too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I have filtered water definitely. We uh, go to the well. Here in uh, Linwood, and I get well water. In Kauai, I got, uh, it's an artesian well. But, you know, you can really tell a difference in water when you start drinking the good stuff. And yeah. you just got to be careful. Some of the water we're getting is, is not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not sure. healthy water. So drinking water all day long. Uh, fasting, uh, like, to me, it's like like you said, from 6 to, what, you said noon? Yeah, well, so so it's different for men and women um, for um Men, I think it's 15 hours is how long it takes. Uh, you don't look, I'm pretty sure it's 15 hours for men um, for their body kicks into the state where, you know, it's, it's burning fat for fuel. And, and for women, I think it's an hour less, so it might be like 14 hours minimum, right? And then I try to time it so that I'm going to the gym at that very last sort of hour. So um, at the very last part of where my body is, you know, going to be using that, that fat for fuel that I'm at the gym working out for that time. And longer intervals, like I have people that do 10 minutes and they're, they're just breathing heavy. The, when you get that second win, that's when you're burning fat. When you feel good and you're uh-huh. exercising, you're burning fat. So slow and steady. Get to a point where you can still talk to the person next to you. Stay there as long as you can. When you start feeling um, tired... That's when you're going to burn carbs. So fat is fuel. It's it's I guess it's nine to four. You know I used to know all this stuff, but if you are feeling good, you're burning fat. You might be burning toxins too. So maybe at first you're going to feel sick because you're getting rid of all that toxic stuff stored in your fat. But yeah. getting that 20 minutes right where you feel really good, maybe each time a little bit longer. But you want to feel good when you get off because you're burning fat, not the carbs that you use while you're you know walking down the road taking care of your kids or going to work. So exercise is so important. And, and also, you'll look back and be like, hey, I, I, I developed ha- healthy habits. And now you're, you know, you're enjoying those healthy habits and the food that you're eating. You're loving it. You're loving how you fit back into your pants. I lost 40 pounds from just wanting to not be miserable anymore. And your heart's a muscle. We do, I did the heart chakra work, but when you're yeah. doing cardio, you're pumping that blood and that, that heart is... We know how important that is the older we get. So yeah. doing cardio, like I had bodybuilders that only did weight lifting. You know, it's it's a balance. It's stretching, muscle um, building, and then it's also cardio. And then your diet and then sleep. So sleep is when you repair. That's when you, you know, that's why the hypnotherapy is really important. You know, use 
uh, meditation before bed. Turn off your television. Take a bath. You know, slow down so that you can sleep like five to six hours. That's really all you need if you're sleeping. If you're awake for 10 hours, that's just not, it's not the same thing. So finding that time to rest is just as important. And, I, and the last thing I'll have to say is like put yourself on a diet of cool people. People that will support you, and when you're doing well, will actually bring you an extra water or a, a supplement that doesn't want to give you a cigarette when you quit smoking or doesn't want you to drink when you quit drinking or gives you that ding-dong. <laughs> you know, I remember, I remember when I tried to get healthy sometimes. I had a family that would constantly see me getting better and then would want to sabotage me, you know? Oh, yeah. I've seen that my mom has gone through with her – yeah, it's almost like they're jealous, like – People get, it's almost like people are jealous seeing you get healthy or something. I don't understand it. Yeah, they want to bring you back down to their level because they don't feel good about themselves. But if you can be around people, that's why I love teaching. I was around um, women at first, and that was a mix, men and women. And we just, you know, I have a thought for the day. I'd recommend a book like The Power of Now or whatever. Um, And people, we became like a little, they call me Dr. Dina. I'm not a doctor, but it was a little family, you know, and it was very lovely. And and the gyms for me are are not the same as they used to be when we just had uh, classes and a a treadmill. Now we have like, there's so many different machines. People aren't really talking anymore and they're basically have their headsets on. Oh, yeah. It's not what it was before. There was a lot more socializing going on. And so I love going to the parks. I love taking walks out in nature. I usually run into somebody. Um, but, you know, my therapist is Mother Nature. My therapist is an eagle flying overhead or a whale swimming or, you know, even the birds right now are coming out. And when I hear them sing, it lifts my spirit. So getting out in nature, and that's really therapy. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to really do some more of that this year for sure. Well, and when you've lost the weight, you'll feel better when you're out there walking. You know, I've had a hurt knee where I couldn't do any of that. Um, it, it And it really was depressing. That's yeah, my blood pressure imagine, was me, me um, just a year ago, 40 pounds heavier, going, going outside, taking out my sh- – like even, even working, even, going, leading, leave, even leading tours in Pioneer Square. Like I was limiting what shirts I could wear. I felt like my fat was rolling over my pants and different. And it was just – I was so miserable. You just have more freedom when you, you, know, you feel good about yourself. And yeah. you're healthier. So there's all kinds of things we can do, but the key is to just do one. Just do one today, and it could be even picking up a book on nutrition. Whatever it is, just do something. Drink more water. But I want people to know how to come out and see you. How can they do that? Oh, um, thank you. Well, um, it's, it's a pretty easy name to remember. It's Haunted History Ghost Tours of Seattle. Haunted History Ghost Tours of Seattle. And if you just Google that, um, or if you just Google, if you just look up uh, ghost tours in Seattle, you'll see our, you'll see us right up there. And then you normally do the tours? Yeah, yeah. And right now we're only doing tours uh, Friday and Saturday. And I'm hoping to get back into expanding our um, our nights and our, our tour guides here soon. I think we're going to be able to start expanding that. We're, we've just launched our podcast, which is it's just a monthly podcast where... Um, we find someone locally who is a healer, who is a practice, who is involved in um, actively uh, sending love and energy and good, good, you know, into our communities. Um, Angela is co-hosting that with me. That makes me happy. And then you can see that on your YouTube page. Well, or- yeah, you can go to um, our YouTube page. There's certainly the um, the links for it there. I'm hoping to have them up on the on the website. Our you know, Haunted History Seattle. 
com. And so there should be multiple, and also our um, SoundCloud page. So this is sort of something we just started this year, and we're hoping to see take off. But so, how if would I go to your website? That's where I'll go. Where I'll go? Yeah, yeah. If you go to like if you go to our website, Haunted History Seattle, you can go to our YouTube page from there. There's a link there, or we have a page that we've just started to work on called Podcasts, and that I know the Kook Teflon. The, the full our very first podcast was two hours long. I mean, I know that's a lot, but Kook is a really amazing human being, and she's gonna um, she's moving to New Orleans now. So I'm glad that we got this full time with her. You know, um, she does a lot of ancestral work, um, talking to the dead, mediumship. You know, and I watched your Facebook page, of course, and you are taking uh, team building or tours, uh, larger tours. Oh, the the private tours. Yeah, yeah, that's really that is so cool. Um, and we, a company uh, will call, for example, um, will we'll contact us and ask about a private tour as a team-building exercise. Um, and that's, that's just really, again, another one of those humbling things. Um, I know that we're towards the end of this, but look, you know, I was, I was paralyzed in a hospital bed not too long ago, told I would never work again or ever walk again. And now I operate one of the most successful tour companies in Seattle, and my job is walking. And I, I'm just, I'm grateful for every single day, for every gift that, that comes. Do you look up? Do you have a, a spiritual side to yourself? Yeah, it gets it's complicated, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, I just, I set it out there. I ask, and I count my blessings every day. And I have to say the things I'm really, really thankful for. But there are times, like, I just made my password, everybody, it says help me. Because sometimes I just feel like if I don't look up and ask, uh, I feel like I'm driving while blind. So that spiritual side. And even even perceived, you do an entire show on this sometimes, even perceived setbacks um, can be the best thing ever. Because then, they'll, well, that didn't go the way you wished it had gone. But, but, oh, wow, this other thing that happened would have never happened had it not been for that previous setback. It's all good. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you, Atten, for being on the show, and I'm sure I'm going to come out and get a tour with you. I'm so excited. For sure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, thank you for joining us. You can uh, check out our uh, check out what I've got going on at liftyourspiritswithdeanamarie.com, and you can go to my Facebook page, Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And uh, we're going to end the show with uh, one of our songs. Which one is it, Benny? I don't remember. Uh, it's The Times I Let You Down, correct? The Times I Let You Down. Mm. I love this song. It's about basically uh, taking a... Uh, what do you call when you say I, I have part of the problem and I can fix this? I am part of the problem. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, join us next week for more people, places, and activity to lift your spirits. Watching the sun go down. You always said you were afraid. Afraid of what I Tortured by the past We just couldn't be hurt again We talked into the night
Yeah.